Welcome to 90% Mental. I'm your host, Grant Parr, and thank you for joining us for our 57th episode, and Happy New Year to everyone. I am so excited to start up 2019 with this episode, and I have a ton of episodes ready to be released in the next few weeks, so I'm really excited to start off 2019. And you know what? As a mental performance coach, I have the honor to work with athletes to enhance their mental game and give them the tools to unlock their full potential. The reason why I created 90% Mental is to bring awareness around mental performance within sport by interviewing athletes and coaches so they can share their stories and perspectives on the mental game. So today I have one of the most motivated and accomplished athletes that I know, and she's only 15 years old. Her name is Angel Moore, who is the youngest person who has climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, who did this when she was 10 years old. Just amazing. And she's also the youngest athlete to complete the California Triple Crown, which consists of three swims, a 20-mile swim in the Catalina Isles, a 23.3-mile swim across Lake Tahoe, and a 12-mile swim across the Santa Barbara Channel. Now, to my listeners, let me ask you this. What were you doing when you were 15? Just amazing. Just an amazing story, amazing person. And what you're going to hear in this interview is a goal-oriented athlete that believes that she can do anything. I have never met an athlete who is just so poised and fearless, considering she swims in shark-fested waters. Angel's story is inspiring and defines what mental toughness and grit is all about. Not only are you going to see her break more records in the future, I'm pretty sure you're going to see her be an incredible leader for some company or maybe for our country. So without further ado, let's go talk to Angel. Angel, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to have you on my show to talk about your mindset. I mean, this is this is going to be an incredible interview because I've never had anybody that's been 15 years old that has already climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, completed the Triple Crown, and just all the accomplishments you've done in your early life or young life. I'm just so excited to talk more about it and just understand your mindset. So really excited to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. You bet. You bet. So we talked about climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and completing the Triple Crown, which are not easy. I can only imagine it just takes a level of mental toughness to deal, to, to accomplish these things. So what does mentally tough mean to you? For me, it's when you persist and you persevere uh, when something becomes difficult. So if I'm swimming and I, I'm against the current and I, I just... I get really tired. I turn on the switch where I just keep going, um, even though the situation is tough, not only physically, but also mentally, because I don't know if I'm going to make it. Now, I can only imagine, like, probably everything that you've had done so far, you've had to be mentally tough. But is there a moment, a race or a moment where you literally had to be mentally tough to complete that, that, that accomplishment? Yeah, so um, a few weeks ago, I did a swim um, to Angel Island from Francisco Shore to Angel Island around the island and back. And that was uh, supposed to be a 10-mile swim. I was supposed to, it was supposed to take like six, seven hours, um, but it actually instead was 13 miles, and it took nearly 10 hours. And that swim was probably one of the hardest I've ever done. Going to Angel Island was a breeze. It was so nice. I started at 5 a.m. in the morning, and it was wow. I got to see the sunrise. But coming back, I swam from Angel Island to Alcatraz. But then from Alcatraz, and I've, I've done, I've swam from Alcatraz 
51 times, nothing new to me, but I was uh, against the current and I was in the same position next to Alcatraz for two hours. So that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because I I know the island very well. I've been there so many times um, in the water, but this time I was right next to the water, just moving nowhere. So, you know, and that can, and then I continued after two hours, I was able to break free and then pass the island. But then the flood kicked in. And so that pushed me um, away from the place where I was supposed to end. So I had to go against the current into the shore, which was another very difficult thing for me. So that race is probably the hardest race I've ever had to do. And I had to be very mentally tough. I had to push through each stroke that I took. So, yeah, when you're going against the current, and especially being in the water for that long, what what goes through your mind? Are you are you mentally saying things to yourself? Are you going to your happy spot? Like, what are you doing mentally to to get through that hard part of the race? Okay, it's funny that you say happy spot because I was actually <laughs> the opposite. I was very very frustrated, especially being. So close to the shore, I was Alcatraz was 1.5 miles away from the shore, but I was just not going anywhere. Um, so I was, I was probably one of the angriest I've ever been, which is surprising to me. I was in my head, I was just getting mad at everything. I was like, why is it so choppy? Where? And then my crew was cheering me on, like I was thinking, like why are they not swimming? You know, they're just having great time on the boat. I was very mad, but I think I took that anger and I was able to push through the swim itself and I was able to use it to my benefit. I love it. You know, it's funny in sports, we, we always, you know, I, I say we always, but people say, Hey, it's hard to play angry when you're performing because you're not relaxed and you lose your breath. And there's all these things that happen. Right. But I think if you can harness your anger and you actually control it in a way to your advantage, I think why not, right? There's a lot of people that I know that I've coached yeah. that use anger in a way where it, it benefits their performance. So that's awesome. Again, being as young as you are, understanding and, and identifying with that emotion and then using it to your to your performance. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I've never really had to deal with anger because usually when I'm swimming, I'm very calm. I don't talk that much. But just being in that position for so long, I I got very angry, but I was thinking... Um, to myself, like, you know, I can get angry and just quit, but I could also use this um, energy that I'm getting from my anger to push Push through. Forward. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. What did you realize that you had a gift of swimming or climbing, biking? Like, when did you know that you just had this gift to compete? I, so I never actually had, like, a realization that I have a gift. Um, and I still don't think that I have a gift. I think I've worked really hard for my swims. And because of all the training I've um, done, that's why I finished the swims. But as a young kid, my parents have always uh, taught me and my sister to just be outside, to walk around, to bike. When I was uh, five years old, we went to Japan and we walked 10 miles every day. And it was fine with me because I just, I just grew up that way. So I think swimming was just something I grew up with, and it, it just always has been something I've enjoyed. My next question is motivation, but it kind of leads into the same question of, of like, what's your why? Like, what motivates you, and why do you wake up every morning? Like, what, what is it that makes you want to do all of these competitions, whether if it's swimming, biking, or hiking? Like, what's, what's your why? 
Well, there's two parts to this answer. So I think my main why is I, so I raise money for Children International, which is a organization that helps kids around the world escape from poverty. And um, I have my family and I have been sponsoring kids since I was a baby. And a few years ago, I decided I want to raise money to help these children get the same opportunities that I have. And so when I do a swim, I always like to raise awareness for Children International and I like to raise money for it. So I know that every time I go and I finish a swim or I finish bike ride or any event, I know that I'm doing something bigger than myself, which is very, it's very motivational for myself because I think, because I can always just be doing these swims just for the fun of it. But also like for me, actually being able to make a difference in the world is empowering. Another thing is I really like to challenge myself. I like to push my comfort zone and try new things. And so I... When I did Alcatraz for the first time, I've never I never swam in the ocean or anything. I did a practice swim um, in the ocean once before, but I think just like I love the challenge and the 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 new elements that come with new challenges. Well, what I love about it too is it's the intent behind it. It's one thing to compete, which is great. Intrinsically, we want to compete. We want to beat our best time, but it seems like that your intention is it's bigger than you and it's for children international which helps poverty or or children that are living in poverty and i think that's that's just something that i want to focus on because when we do things in life whether for performing or not but when there's intention i think that there's an opportunity like what you're taking right now is just it's bigger than you uh, you're paying it forward it's not about always just competing to get a better time you're you're literally wanting to do something for people that are in need. And I think that's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so like I went to Guatemala and I met children who are, who are in the children international organization. And the one thing I like realized there was that, you know, they're just like me. Like we share the same interests. We want to do the same things when we grow up. But the only thing is that they don't have the same opportunities as me. I just thought that was so unfair. And so with my swims, um, which are just my dreams, just swimming is my, uh, doing swims that are my dreams. With my dreams and my swims, I'm able to help them achieve their own dreams. That's beautiful. Now, do you like swimming more than climbing or hiking or, or biking? Yeah. So, yeah. So I like swimming a lot more than hiking. I started off my like long distance endurance sports with hiking and, um, I do, I don't do well with altitude. I my throat gets dry. I get headaches. So when I did, started doing swimming, it was just much nicer, and I felt like I could glide through the water while in hiking. You just kind of walk for miles. Wow, wow. Well, so let's talk about the climb, the Mount Kilimanjaro climb. You were at ten, so the youngest person's ever done that. Yeah. So what what motivated you at that young age to do that, and how did you prepare for it? So you have to, in order to like legally climb the mountain, you have to be 10 years old. So I had to wait until I was, I, when I summited the mountain, it was my birthday. So I was officially 10 years old on the summit. I was nine climbing up. And I think like the, first of all, like the whole element of like, I'm going to get, I'm going to break a record always motivates me for, especially for my recent swims where I've gotten the title of the youngest swimmer to do this swim it's always kind of fun and like I like to collect that mm. 
Yeah. And then I, my dad has always wanted to do the hike. Uh, and I just, and he always talked about it, told me stories about it. So it just seemed like a really like fun thing to do. So I decided to do the hike. Awesome. How hard was it? <laughs> I could only imagine. <laughs> so, yeah, so I did that. I did, so there's, um, I did a seven day route and it was uh, called the Limosho route. And the first few days were, you know, they were all right. It was beautiful. Like, I would wake up when some mornings and just be very foggy, but there's very interesting plants on the mountain. So you could see those. Um, it was just beautiful every single day. And we had a, a great guy, great guides and everything. Um, but the one thing is that when we be hiking up a mountain and no one's saying anything because everyone just wants to finish this hill, we I would just watch the porter's feet, the people who carry the um, all the way up. They've done this mountain so many times. I would just watch their feet, and they would just keep taking steps. They would never stop. And just watching them, I would continue going up. Uh, the hardest day for me was probably the last day, the or the second to last day, the summit day. Uh, we had to wake up at 4 a.m. to do the hike because we wanted to reach the top a little after the sunrise just so we, because we were going to descend that same day, half of the uh, mountain and my parents said when I woke up I looked like I was drunk like I couldn't walk straight I was stumbling everywhere so it was it was hard for me because I love my sleep and having to get up so early and do the whole hike was difficult for me and it was pretty cold so I would have to like tap my hit my feet against the ground to make sure they wouldn't like get too cold did you ever wanted to give up for Kilimanjaro, no. So my my sister, who is four years old, she came up with us. Uh, she walked the first four days, and the last three days she was carried. But she wasn't allowed to go to the top once again because she'd be ten years old. Yeah. So my parents were saying, "Oh, like why don't we just take her to the top, and then she could become the youngest." So because of that competitive <laughs> spirit, I was like, "No, she's not going to be the youngest. I'm going to be the youngest." And I made sure I reached the top. Wow, it's like a Whole family of uh, of overachievers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, I did ask, you know, did you ever want to give up? And you said, not with Mount Kilimanjaro. Was was there other races or feats that you completed that you uh, you you were coming close to giving up? Yeah. So I this summer I swam across Lake Tahoe, and I. What happens with me when I swim is I can swim for miles if I don't see the shore. But once I see the shore, I think to myself, like, oh, I'm going to be there super quick. And that's generally not the case. I'm usually six miles away, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm, like, two miles away. So that happened also in Catalina Island. I was against the current for two hours, and I could see the shore, and I thought, oh, I'm going to be there in, like, an hour, maybe two max. But in reality, I was there in six hours. And the same thing happened in Lake Tahoe. I thought I was, you know, one mile away, but it's six miles away. So it's points like that when I think I'm so close, I'm going to be there super quick. But in reality, I'm not. Mm. Um, that I feel like maybe I should just get out. Like, or, But that's always like a fraction of a second because there's so much work that gets put into these swims. Like, I train a lot. There's always money in like my parents have to sponsor my swims and I just feel like I need to finish this swim in order to validate all the work that has been put into the swim. Yeah. 
Well, I can only imagine uh, whether if it's biking, hiking, or swimming, and you're doing these for hours. It's not like you're doing this for an, for an hour. It's like hours. And, and I can only imagine the emotions that come up of possibly quitting. But because you don't quit, how has that translated into your life as far as uh, schoolwork and, and just wanting to do things in life? How has that translated? Because it seems like you know, even though there's times you want to give up, you've taught yourself at a young age not to give up. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think that my swimming plays or my mindset from my swimming plays a huge role in my um, school life. I wouldn't say I am the smartest person, but um, in middle school, I used to think I was very smart. Then I came to high school and I noticed, well, maybe not the smartest. And I would constantly struggle with not being able to do well on tests and things like that, which at first was very hard for me. But I think my swimming has given me a lot of confidence um, that I have been able to swim these long distances. So I think, yeah, I should be able to do well on a math test. And uh, once I get it in perspective, I tend to meet with my teachers, um, make sure that I complete my homework and understand the concept. Another example of like persevering in middle school I did not like the way I wrote and I felt like it was boring and it didn't flow well so I spent the whole year doing my best to improve I would um, watch videos of how other people did it online I would just learn all the techniques to good writing and I I am very happy to say that my writing has gotten better and that's and I definitely can owe most of it to swimming because swimming just has taught me that if you persevere and if you keep going, that you will do, you will be able to achieve whatever you choose to achieve. Beautiful. Beautiful. And you talked a little bit about training and getting prepared uh, for these races. Tell me a little bit about it. Like how, what does training look like for you? How long do you do it? And mentally, how do you get prepared going into these trainings? Okay. So I, have I train about 40 kilometers a week. I try to swim that much. It depends based on the week because sometimes I'll swim more, sometimes I'll swim less just because I either have too much homework or not that much homework. And going into the training swims, I train in a pool. I do not really enjoy training in a pool that much because uh, I feel like in the ocean, the water is cooler. You get to... Um, like it, not you get to explore. It's you're like in mother nature, yeah. but in the pool you're in this like hole in the ground, and the water is very hot. Um, so I dread going to pool practices, but I think that when I go swimming, I instantly my mood gets better. So I every Thursday morning I go. I wake up at three thirty a.m. And or we go at three. I leave the house at three thirty. I go swimming um, with my coach from four thirty to six thirty a.m. in the San Francisco Bay. And going there, I'm whiny. I don't want to wake up and go do the swim. But when I come out of the water, I feel so accomplished. Like I even going into school, like I feel like I've done enough that it's okay if like I I don't need to do anything more in the day. Like I just feel so accomplished. My mood's so much better than it would have been if I didn't swim. So I always think to myself, like I evaluate, like, yes, if I don't go to swim, I might get more homework done, but then I'm not going to be feel that great. 
But if I go swimming, I can still get my homework done and feel great. So it's just kind of, uh, it takes a lot of effort for me to go and do the actual training. But once I finish the training, I feel great. Yeah, that's awesome. It's kind of like uh, Kobe Bryant, when he was playing basketball, he had this regimen where he'd wake up at four in the morning. But by the time he was done, you know, stretching and shooting and doing his morning routine, by the time it was eight o'clock, he felt like he's already like lived a half a day before anybody started their day. And he felt so much more accomplished yeah. and he just felt like he was maximizing his time as well. So that that's great. And I can only, I, I feel the same way, you know, uh, once you, I don't care if it's working out, if it's running or whatever it is that you have to exude any kind of physical energy and mental energy. Sometimes it's hard to, to get to that point to do it, but once you do it, it feels so much better and it feels even more better when you're done. So yeah, that's awesome. I agree. That's good. So we already talked about the triple crown. Can you share with my listeners what's the Triple Crown and what are the three races look like? So the California Triple Crown consists of three swims. You must swim from Catalina Island to shore, which is 20 miles, across Lake Tahoe, which is 21.3 miles, and from Anacapa Island to shore, which is 12 miles. Man, that's a lot of miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, you were the, the youngest one, uh, the youngest person to complete that, correct? Yes, I am. Now, when we were talking earlier about different swims, was there anything, was it was it difficult, or what was the most difficult part about completing the Triple Crown? So, the probably the hardest swim, I would say, was Catalina, um, Catalina Island. That was my first 20-mile swim, and it was actually my first swim over 12 miles so it was a pretty big jump between um, what I had done before and I think going into swim I've heard of people who are very qualified swimmers not completing and thinking to myself like oh like I don't know if I'll complete and I I have to complete just like second guessing myself which is generally generally I don't do that well going into swim I usually am pretty confident and then the whole swim was pretty pleasant. I, The thing that's really funny about it is that people had told me beforehand that there's a beautiful sunrise. But for me, I go into the water, it's pitch black, and then there was no sunrise. It just went from dark black to light gray because it was so cloudy. Mm. So the outside wasn't my favorite. I love it when there's so much fun because it's also warmer and I... I'm usually in a better mood when there's more sun. And <laughs> the last part of Catalina was, uh, I think I mentioned it before, there was a current against me for two hours. So at this point, I'm so tired. I just want to get out I, or I just want to finish. And I have uh, this current against me and I, I'm literally moving backwards, even though I'm putting all my effort and going forwards. So I was in that current for two hours. I could see the land, and my crew was telling me that my parents could see me. So I was very close to shore. I was maybe three miles at most away, but I just was in the same place, um, <laughs> going nowhere. Wow. So that was very hard for me mentally because that had never happened to me before. And also I had swam at that point like 18 miles maybe, and I had never swam that much. So 
Catalina was probably the hardest win that I out of the three uh, California Triple Crown swims. Well, you know what I've heard in some of your 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 experiences is either you hadn't done a race before or swim this particular area before, or you've never been, you've never swim as long before, or you've never had to deal with this, you know, particular current or environment in the water. There's a lot of times that you're going into these, these accomplishments with unknowns. So, and you talked a little bit about how sometimes, you know, traditionally you're pretty confident on anything you do, but sometimes that, that fear can kind of come in. So when, when you do get a little fearful how do you actually refocus yourself especially when you you haven't swam as long before or you haven't been in a particular environment before how do you actually refocus your fear yeah so I like to think about for any swim really I like to think about how it will feel when I reach the other side my destination um, like how great I'll feel standing on solid ground and that's pretty much a lot of my motivation sometimes when I'm feeling very tired or I want to quit, I think about like that feeling of being on land. And when I get scared or anything, I remember that feeling and I know, and I have a boat next to me at all times. And sometimes I even have a kayaker as well. So I know that I'm safe and I wouldn't do these, these races, these swims if I wasn't safe. And I'm, very sure that my mom wouldn't be doing would not <laughs> right. let me do it unless she knew I was safe. So I I have I have a great crew every time um, I do a swim and I I put my faith that they know that and they of course know what they're doing. They're all very accomplished swimmers, very they are very knowledgeable. So they know what they're doing and they know when it's dangerous for me to swim. So I just remember that they know what they're doing and I and my goal is to reach the other side. So I try to walk out that fear. Mm. That being said, sometimes like I will get scared. I'll see like a shark fin or I'll see, I well, I think I'll see a shark fin because what happens is your mind likes to play tricks on you. Um, <laughs> and you, and it's just very scary. So when that happens, I tend to swim faster and and I guess I get less scared because I think I have swam or away from what has what scared me in the first place, mm. which isn't really the case because sharks can swim too. But I, it's just I think it's all like mentally. You just have to remind yourself that you're safe, and then just kind of, I guess I would say, trick yourself into thinking that you're safe, even when you are. Yeah. No, I I agree. I think you know I can only imagine being in the ocean and you know. I can only imagine the mind tricks that are they're happening. But I think what's really, especially in that environment, I can only imagine the only thing you could do is it's really focus on positive things and, and focus on positive, you know, having that positive inner dialogue, telling yourself everything's mm-hmm. cool. Keep on swimming, right? Yeah. I'm going to get there. You know, there's no sharks around me. I'm good. I'm great. You know, I mean, that's all you could do or you can do the other, right? You can actually go, oh, uh, there is a shark. It looks like a fin. Uh, why am I losing my breath? You know, and I don't know if I'm going to finish this race. Yeah. Like, there's all those things that happen, right? Yeah. It's it's great that that you persevere through that because I want to bring up a a blog that you wrote, but that's that's going to segue into exactly what we were talking about. But I have a friend too that he does triathlons, and he he lives on the I think more on the Santa Cruz side, and the biggest okay. fear yeah. that he has 
is the biggest fear is sharks. When you talk about getting somebody out of focus, it's the sharks. And he just doesn't know how, it, I wouldn't say he doesn't know how, it's just, it's real for him when he's in the water. So it kind of holds him back. So, which yeah. brings me up to a blog that you wrote um, in August, August 12th. And the blog was, it was titled, Scared of the Unknown. So share with me and my listeners your experiences and, and what, what you're feeling on that day. Yeah, so that day I was planning on going for a four-hour swim, and it was to train for um, for Catalina. And I, when I went, reached there, it's very foggy, and I can't see past my hand. It's just so foggy, so dense. And I had a kayaker with me, and we get into the water, and I'm feeling fine. Like, this is okay. It's kind of like an adventure, you know, like you're swimming through the fog. And I continue, like, getting in, you know, I go and I swim a little bit. And then I just start getting very scared, just that I can't see anything in front of me. I don't know what's going on. And while I swim, I like to know what's going on. I like to know if, uh, I like to know how far I am. I like to know when um, the next time I'm going to eat like I like to know everything and just being unaware or like not even having the ability to know where I am know what's going on around me frightened me a lot and I actually got out earlier than I expected I got out in an hour um, rather than four hours that day because I was just so um, afraid and I never at that point never had been so afraid that I had to get out of the water Every day when I go swimming, I always have a little bit of fear because I am swimming in the open water and it's not like it's not a human place. It's this wildlife. It's not for I'm I'm under the rules of Mother Nature. I'm not under like human rules, right. if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So it's always, <laughs> 100%. It's, it's going to be unexpected anytime. But that day was very frightening for me and so like I reflected on it I thought about like why I was so scared and I think I just had the mindset of of the fog being a mysterious thing and if I were to shift my mindset go back to what I thought getting into the water how like the fog was kind of like adventurous a very magical kind of I would have had a different perspective and I wouldn't have been as afraid so that yeah so I think like the best way for me at least is to just change my perspective and think of think of whatever is scaring me differently for sharks let's say sharks first of all always will scare me but i did do some research on them and they hate human meat so you can tell your friend that if a shark comes to you (laughs) it's very unlikely they're going to want to eat you because they just they don't like humans right so because of that they also shark biting is so rare like you'd probably win the lottery before actually getting bit by a shark so there's, it's kind of, you're kind of lucky to get bit by a shark, but obviously unlucky. Um, anyways, right. if, what I think about with sharks is kind of like if I, there's swimmers that I've seen sharks and I know, and I've talked about them, about seeing the shark with them. And they tell me like, yeah, like the shark looked at me. He just like was trying to figure out what I was, why I'm in the water. And then he disappears back into the water. So I think it's just, you just have to try to be okay with it. And that's a very difficult thing to do. But after swimming in the fog, like now I know the next time I swim in the fog, it's okay. Like I'll be fine. Right. 
Right, and it's, you know, it's focusing on what you can control. You know, even if there is a shark in, in the water, you can't control what the shark's going to do, right? Right. But I understand if there's a shark, I mean, that's, that's going to that's gonna affect your mindset and, and affect the way you're going to swim, too, and where you're going to swim. Yeah, where, of course. Right? <laughs> well, when it comes to these feats or these races, how do you prepare for them as far as mentally? Are you... Are you calm before a race? Are you nervous? Do you get pumped up? Are you a person that's like, leave me alone, I need to have my time? How are you in that moment, and do you have a routine before you before you race? So I, before a race, I'm always very nervous. I'm not nervous I'm not going to finish. I'm just nervous of starting. And for many of my sims, leading up to the day, I'm not nervous. I'm just, you know, it's in the back of my mind. But then I the race day, like maybe like five minutes before the race, like it hits me and I'm very, very nervous. And I, but I do, I don't like to talk to people while preparing for a sim just because I like to think about like what my plan is for the sim, um, just like things I need to remember. And, but that being said, once I get into the water, once I start swimming and like maybe after an hour, the nervousness dies down. It's still there. And I think it continues throughout the whole race, but I start to get more calm. My heart rate slows down, and yeah. I can only imagine because you're you're doing these things, whether if it's swimming or hiking or biking for hours. So how much do you focus on on either your breath, focus on visualizing your performance, and having positive self talk? How much do you focus on those three things? So while swimming, I like to think about my swim technique and then also my breathing. So I like to make sure that my hand or my arms are going into water at um, sharply and they're pulling a lot of water. I like to make sure that I'm breathing, like getting a lot of air inside me. And then, um, you know, as you get in the water, you blow it out through your nose. So like being very calm and like, like create a rhythm with it. Mm -hmm. And, and when the point where I hit positive talk is probably towards, the end when I'm tired and I I don't know how much longer I can go I like to tell myself like look how much you've come you don't even like once I go past the half mark I know that I just have I do less than what I just accomplished Mm. so if I do 10 miles if I'm doing 20 miles and I finish 10 miles and I'm on the 11th mile I had to do only nine miles and I had already finished 11 so I like to like think like mathematically like how much I have left and really like put it in perspective like I don't have that much left and um, sometimes I do have like negative thoughts like oh if I don't finish and this and that but I like to keep it I like to remind myself that there's a reason why I'm doing this swim and I have a goal um, for the, like there's a reason I'm doing this swim and I have goals and I want to accomplish the goals and that's where like the positive talk comes in and and i that's i just keep try to keep my mind clear or positive good yeah it's i can only imagine you know being in the middle of the water or the ocean just emptying out your mind and and just focus on your process and your stroke and your breath must be a pretty cool feeling i can only imagine there's probably sometimes during a swim it's you're not you know it's not all blissed out but i can only imagine though when you're just you're everything's calm your mind's empty, you're relaxed, your breath is going, you're feeling good in your stroke, and it's just probably a very a serene feeling. 
Yes, that's exactly how I would describe it. I there people often ask me like, "What do you think about when you're swimming?" And I like respond like most of the time I'm not even thinking. Like it's just very like my mind is blank. I'm in the zone. I'm just go gliding through the water, and it's I it's kind of like meditating, but I'm a little different because mm-hmm. I'm swimming. Do you ever meditate before your races or during training? Uh, yeah. So. Especially during uh, like high school swimming season, I like to meditate because I feel like I get really stressed about like finishing my homework and then doing the swimming. And I like to use meditation as a way to calm myself and just put things in perspective. And I I think meditating helps a lot with my schoolwork rather than swimming, as I get very anxious about school. When I meditate, I feel re-energized and I feel ready to go. So I like to do it maybe before I'm doing my homework or maybe in the morning uh, just to get myself ready and have like a clear mindset so I can start doing whatever schoolwork or homework I have to do. I love it. I don't know. A lot of 15-year-olds are doing a lot of meditations. <laughs> that's that's uh, <laughs> impressive. That's awesome. Well, I have, a, I have a couple more questions here. How would you describe yourself? Do you take the... You know, outside of just competing, like everything that encompasses Angel, like what's that one word that describes you? Driven. And I want to say why, but I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> why? I well, I I like to set goals for myself. I'm a very to do list type of person, and so once I set a goal, there is a very high chance that I'm going to accomplish it. Schoolwork, swimming, everything in in between, like I, when I set a goal, I am driven to complete it. That's great. I love it. When you reflect on all of your accomplishments, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? So I think the the one thing I've learned is that I'm able to persevere through anything. I I feel like a lot of times in life you would want to quit. And I mean, I'm only 15, so I don't know much, but I feel like <laughs> in my, in high school, at least I feel like a lot of times I'm so tired and I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get the math concept. I don't know if I'm going to understand it, but I always push through and I always do the most in order to, you know, understand the math concept and do well in the math test and swimming. I've learned through swimming that not only about myself, but just like about how I can accomplish my goals that I set for myself. Mm. Um, Because I always like to think about the next thing I can do. So once I finish Catalina, the next thing is Lake Tahoe. And I know for like the next thing after high school is college. And so colleges here are very hard to get into. So it's like one of my goals is to get into um, a college that I like that it's my own personality, but then also is ranked pretty well nationally. Mm-hmm. And so I know that with my swimming and what I've learned from that, I know that I can persevere and I can push, um, persist until I, you know, reach the test scores needed, do well in the grades and um, have like really good applications. For sure. For sure. But what's next, though, from a from an athletic standpoint? Um, is there anything on the horizon that you're training for or that you're wanting to complete or accomplish? Yeah, so I want to 
swim across Monterey Bay. And the swim itself isn't that long. I believe it's 26 miles. So, it's, I mean, it's long, but not compared to, like, what I've done before. But the, it's very hard because it can get cold at points. There's jellyfish, and only four other women have completed. So everyone who's completed has been women, which I think is surprising, but it makes sense because women tend to do better in open water swimming. Mm. And I, another thing I want to do is I want to swim around Manhattan, Manhattan Island. I think that would be very fun, and I'm planning on doing it next year. Um, and another thing I'm um, organizing, actually, it's a Alcatraz swim for it's a fundraiser Alcatraz swim for high schoolers around my area. I feel like my friends and just people I know who swim don't think that they can go and do a swim from Alcatraz. Well, that's not the case. I if you're if you swim in a pool regularly and you can do like a thousand without stopping, I think you can do Alcatraz. So I want to give that just like the opportunity for them to try an Alcatraz swim. And the whole thing is a fundraiser swim. So everyone's raising $200 for Children International. Oh, that's great. That's great. When's that going to happen? That's going to happen October 28th. Great. Great. Well, how can, with all the things you're doing right now, how can my listeners, how can they follow you on social media? Yeah, so I have multiple platforms. You can follow my blog, which is where I post, like, just thoughts about my swims and then, like, a recap of, like, a large swim. And that's angelmore, M-O-R-E, blog.weebly.com. And then you can follow me on Facebook, which has, so you can like t- like follow all my swims and all my events, and that's you just look up my name Angel Moore, and I'll you can friend me and I'll accept you. And then for my more day to day life and like my like about my friends and stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at Angel with an extra L dot more. Awesome, that's great. I you know this is for me you know being an athlete and a coach. It's just it's inspiring to to talk to people or talk to someone at your age who's not only accomplished all the things you have, but it's the mindset behind it. It's the motivation. It's all the in, the intention, too, behind it as well. It's just, it's incredible. And you're 15 now. I can't wait till you're 25. I can't wait to see when you're, when you're 35, just what you're going to do with your life. Because <laughs> I think you're just, you're a powerful woman. And I think that you're going to be doing big and great things with your life. And I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much.